Buccaneer fans, the wait is over. Yes, football season is finally here. The Buccaneers kicking off training camp today. Welcome to PeterPirates.com's podcast, A Few Extra Bucks. I'm Mike Neighbors, your host. We're going to bring in our Buccaneer insider, Roy Cummings, and shortly we got to thank our sponsors. We have not only one title sponsor, but how about two now? We have House of Brews and Lutes, not your average everyday bar. There's so much more. That's off of uh, Northdale, Mabry, and Van Dyke. And we also have Sea Dog Brewing Company aboard. Great locations in Clearwater and Treasure Island. What both have in common, great brews, great food, and great service. So we appreciate our sponsors. Well, let's cut to the chase. The big story usually in training camp is everybody's optimistic. It's like opening day in baseball. We're ready to go. We feel good about our football team. But once again, Jameis Winston takes over the spotlight. He met the media and faced the music for the first time since his three-game suspension was announced by the NFL. And we appreciate our producer, Justin Thomas, in our PeterPirates.com studio. He's going to play a lot of the sound that we got from today's presser from Jameis Winston, from Dirk Cutter, and from his teammates who talked yesterday when the team reported And I want to go to some sound from Jameis Winston that he said over and over and over again, because frankly, Roy, before we bring you in, I wasn't impressed with Jameis Winston. I thought he could have handled himself better in so many ways today. And here's what Winston said. This is a comment he said really over and over again today. Since I've been in this community, I've given it my all. You know, I know I got some hard work to do to regain the trust of my fans, but building dream rooms, being in the community, being a great leader on and off the field. You know, my main goal is to be a great person, a great teammate, and a great leader every single day. And I think I've done that. You know what, Jameis, you haven't done it. You know, I don't want to hear about the dream rooms today. I don't want to hear about the things you've done in the community. You know what I want to hear? I want to hear you're sorry. I want to hear you're sorry, not only for what you did to the Uber driver, that you're sorry that you put your teammates and your team in this position. Roy, he said that same statement probably five times today. And I don't know if he said he was sorry today. He says he regrets what he did, but there wasn't a lot of contrition today. And there wasn't that opening statement. I, I was you know, talking to members of the media before he stepped up there, and I was thinking, is he just going to say something to the fans and to everybody who supported him within the team, his teammates? Or he just walked up there and looked at us like, who has a question? I didn't feel a lot of sincerity today. I didn't feel a lot of contrition. I just felt like uh, you know, he was boasting on what he's done instead of apologizing for what he's done. Yeah, you know, uh, Mike, you're right, and it's unfortunate because I think he, I think he took this opportunity instead of doing what you and I and I think a lot of other people believe he should have done, which is just come right out and say, "Look, I, I made a big mistake. Um, that is not me. I'm a better person." Um, he tried to pat himself on the back for some of the things he has done well, and that's fine. Um, look, you can always point to the things that you've done well, but this was not the time to do it. And he's not, the, he's not the person to do it. That's for someone else to do. Don't get up there in this situation where you're first talking back uh, to your fans uh, and the media since this, uh, this, since this announcement came down a few weeks back and, and try to tell us, you know, all the good things that you've done. Uh, yeah, look, we understand there's a different side to Jameis Winston, and there is a good side to him. He's an improving quarterback. He's, he's done a lot of good things in the community. That's true, but that's not what today was about. Today was about telling everybody how bad you feel about what you did and the results and the fallout from it, uh, which has put your team in peril is what it's done. And it's, it's, uh, you know, it's got, it's got people on the brink of losing their jobs, um, possibly their careers. Um, you know, 
who knows if Dirk Cutter gets another chance to be a head coach if he gets fired after this year. Who knows if Jason Light gets another chance to be a GM. Um, who knows how many players that might get uh, you know washed out uh, as a result of a coaching change or whatever it could be, uh, and whether they you know surface somewhere else. I think Jameis has failed to realize the true nature and 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 you know of this of his actions and uh, uh, there there's a severe consequence here and uh, it, it, today he sounded like a guy who doesn't understand that or see it or believe it. He sounded like a guy to me today, Roy, and I'm not a cynical guy, and I've been a Jameis supporter for a long time, but that really ended when he lied to us back in the fall, adamantly lied to us, and basically putting the Uber driver in a light that she was confused, and now we know that that was all a lie. He came across as a guy today, Roy, that has gotten away with a lot in his life, and now he's guilty and doesn't know how to handle it, is not in a position where he thought all this stuff would go away maybe if he lied, which makes me think two things has he lied when all the florida state stuff came out and how much many other incidents have happened that we don't know about you know Jameis winston to me just came off horrible today and then you have the dirt cutter angle where i actually felt for the bucks head coach and i felt like he was biting his lips so much that he was going to start bleeding i mean it was crazy you could just tell he wanted to say other things that's how i got it. i was right in front of him at the media press conference today he was asked this question, Roy, Dirk Cutter, and to me it was very indicative. He was asked, is Jameis Winston still considered a leader of the team? And Dirk Cutter said, I think your team has lots of leaders. Wow. And being a leader starts with being the leader of yourself. It's time that Jameis leads from the rear. And there's nothing wrong with that. From the rear, Roy. I mean, <laughs> that's not the Jameis Winston uh, description that we've heard his first three years in the league. That's not what you say about the person who's supposed to be the fra- face of your franchise either. That's that's the thing that's alarming to me is that, let's face it, you see what's happened here over the last few days where the Buccaneers have uh, not made him a part of their media campaign yep. uh, for the early part of the season at least. Or videos or any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, not the videos, not on the side of the, the stadium. Um, that That's an indication that right now he is not the face of this franchise or, or if he is – uh, they're trying to hide that face, and, and rightfully so. It's an embarrassing situation that he's created for this organization. Um, and if it continues to go this way and he continues to respond the way he did today to this uh, to these accusations, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be good for him in terms of how this team feels about him. Uh, at some point as an organization, you have to make a decision. You know, Do we want the right people or just the right players? And I, I know for a fact that Jason Light wants the right people as well as the right players. And um, it really makes you wonder, you know, what, what the future for Jameis Winston is, is here. Um, and if there is much of a future, I, I think there is. I still think he's got a tremendous opportunity in the 13 games that come after his suspension ends that, you know, he'll be able to, you know, right the ship and, and, and get himself back on board. And, uh, but it's going to be a long time before people trust him again. And uh, if they ever do, and, and, and rightfully so. Because he's 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 betrayed the trust that people put in him, and that's the worst thing about all this. And and now on top of it, um, he's 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 trying to pat himself on the back and say, "Hey, look at all the good things I did. Don't focus on the bad." Well, right now, sorry, pal, but today was about focusing on the bad. You try to get that put behind you. And I'll say this, Mike, I'm disappointed in the Buccaneers as well. Although you know who knows, I think James Winston's a very coachable football player, and my guess is he's a pretty coachable kid. So I would think that the PR staff at some point would have coached this kid up and said, hey, 
here's what you have to say. And not just the PR staff, but the organization, uh, you know, the Glazer family, Jason Light, Dirk Cutter, go up there and say, this is what you got to say, Jameis. This is how we handle this. Let's get this thing out of the way and make sure that everybody's praising you. Roy, he seemed coached up to me today, and that's the problem. If he was coached up this way, then the Buccaneers have a bigger problem because the reason I wanted to play his comment at the beginning about this is what I've done in the community, that seemed to be the talking points. You know, talk about your community service, what you've done, all the impacts that you've made. Um, The thing that really bothered me, too, about the press conference today, he was asked about lying to the media back in the fall. Now, he, he went back to that narrative, and I don't know if these were part of the Buccaneer talking points either, that that was two and a half years ago. Well, you know what, Jameis? About eight months ago, you lied to us. And I had to ask Dirk Cutter this question if he lied to him, too. He claimed his innocence to us. Did he tell you a different story than than what he had to retract? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know too much about that. Uh, I've had multiple conversations with Jameis, but really not about uh, really not about that. I'm, I'll let him speak for himself on that. So, again, you, you we all saw the same report from, that the league put out, and that's, that's really all I know. Yeah, Dirk Cutter did not support Jameis in a lot of ways. I read his statement earlier about the leadership standpoint. He did not guarantee, Roy, that he'll be the starter when he returns in week number four. You wonder if Dirk Cutter's just hoping Ryan Fitzpatrick not only can save their season early on, but maybe send a message to, to Jameis Winston, too. Uh, you know, and Jameis, l- let me throw to this sound, too. He talked about you know leading from the rear and supporting Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, these were some interesting comments. A different kind of Jameis Winston, to me, he was kind of coached up on this, too. This, this actually gives me an opportunity to lead behind the scenes. You know, I actually get a chance to observe my teammates and be able to help them behind the scenes and let Ryan take the show. You know, Ryan has been here in this situation before, so I'm blessed to have a quarterback of that caliber uh, taking on the ranks. You talk about the way the Bucks have handled this, Roy. My big problem is Jameis Winston should have met the media when the team reported today. You shouldn't have had Ali Marpet and Mike Evans and Levante David, you know, out there Feeding, fending questions of something they didn't do, you know, their quarterback's done. And I asked Mike Evans in the press conference yesterday, you know, you guys are supposed to be locked and loaded, locked into training camp when you report. How tough is it having to answer these questions? And he's, you know, he's playing the company line, kind of shrugged his shoulders. This is part of it. But, boy, Jameis Winston, to me, it would have been better for Jameis, too, to be in that press conference room. You've been there so many times, Roy, where you don't have the media all over you in a post-practice scenario to me, it accomplishes two things. It would have been better for Jameis Winston, and it wouldn't have had the teammates put in an awkward position either. You know, Mike, they had this thing inside out, upside down and backwards in every way that you could possibly do it. The way to have handled this was to have Jameis Winston come out yesterday and absolutely apologize, start off by apologizing to the woman that he that he groped um, for putting her in that situation, to all women for uh, – becoming in essence a you know what some people would perceive as a predator um apologize to the fans apologize to the team the organization the city for putting it in a bad light and just and and just fall on the sword that would have been the job yesterday of Jameis Winston and then today you could follow up with the players coming behind and the players his teammates saying yes. yeah you know what we're all disappointed in Jameis actions but here's another thing don't forget He's done a lot of good things in his community. He's done a lot of good things for this football team. Yeah, let them say that. Yeah, let, let them, them say that. That was the way to handle this, and they didn't do it. And, uh, again, you know, I'll tell you what. It's just amazing. Um, it really is. It, 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 so many times we see these, you know, we see athletes get into these situations, and so often 
they screw it up when they have to open their mouths and talk about it. And this is just another example of it. It really is. It, you know, you've just you've just got to believe that people aren't stupid. I mean, they know what's going on. They know what happened. They, they want to hear somebody. You know, we are of a very forgiving uh, community, uh, not just in Tampa, but everybody. I mean, you can go look at. The, and go look, look at baseball and the players who admitted to doing steroids as opposed to those who continue to say they never did it. Right. We, we've forgiven those people. That's good. And, and say, okay, you know what? All you got just admit you made the mistake and we'll move on. And and everybody will move on. But now we're still, we still don't really have an admission of a mistake here um, from anybody. And that's why this continues to be a problem. And it's going to continue to be a problem all the way through week four and probably the end of the season, if not longer, as a result of this today. This is how big of a problem they've created. Jameis said repeatedly, despite boasting about his community efforts, it's not about me. I don't want to be a distraction. Well, you know what, Jameis? Here's the bulletin. It is about you, and you are a distraction. So, you know, whoever's telling him all this stuff, I don't know. I know he's gotten rid of his agent. I don't know who's talking to him inside of one buck place. But, Jameis, it is about you, whether you like it or not right now. It really is. It is about him, and he is a distraction and a big distraction, and it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. My friend, you know what? This should have been a day where the Bucks were boasting about their rebuilt defensive line, the rookies they have, you know, Vita Vea. I mean, we could go down the list, but instead we're talking about this. And, and, and frankly, I know a lot of Bucks fans want to move on. And I think a lot of people were wondering, why are you rehashing this? Well, we haven't talked to Jameis Winston. We haven't talked to Dirk Cutter since the suspension went down. We're going to have a lot of more, a lot more input into this football team and all the great battles and all the great storylines. But, of course, this is the hot topic today. I think a lot of people you know, who didn't hear the press conference, we wanted to give you a little more in our video reports and as well as uh, our podcast, too. But uh, we got to finish up with our three and out segment, Roy. I know you, you love the first time we did this. We're going to make this a staple of this podcast, but we're not going to just talk about the Bucks. We're going to talk about the NFL, too. So are you ready for this? I never give you these questions. Are you ready for this? I am indeed. Okay. All right. Our first down and our three and out. We don't punt in this segment. We're just three and out. A lot of talk. Some of these guys have signed big deals. Some of these guys are threatening holdouts. Some of these guys are just uh, getting into training camp. But of these three players, who deserves a deal more, Roy Cummings? Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, or Julio Jones? Wow, um, man, that, huh? it, 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 it's it's a tough call. I, I, look, I got to say Le'Veon Bell, and and, he, and the reason I say that is this guy's been more than a running back for yeah. for years, and and I mean, he is just he's a special football player. There there is no other player like Le'Veon Bell. I, you can find some other receivers like Julio Jones. Uh, Todd Gurley's a nice player. Um, but but Le'Veon Bell's a different breed. There there just aren't many players like him anywhere in the league, and um, right now there's nothing, nobody else like him in the league. And you know, take him away from from the Steelers, and and what have you got? I'm sorry, I don't think they have a, a running attack uh, or an offensive attack that that is anywhere near as good as it is with him. So um, not an easily replaceable guy. In fact, possibly irreplaceable. So in my opinion, Le'Veon Bell is the guy who deserves it more out of those three. I think the Bucks would love for him to keep holding out and not play in week three. So, you know what? Agreeing with you is, is not good for the podcast, but I have to agree <laughs> with you. Even though, even though Ty Gurley and Julio Jones, to me, uh, those guys, boy, just uh, Julio Jones is in his prime. Ty Gurley hasn't even reached his prime really yet. So, uh, to me, that's what made that an interesting question. All right. Uh, you know, Dan 
Shaughnessy, who I know we both have a lot of respect for, I love the way he hung in there with Bill Belichick this week, just trying to ask him about what the heck happened with Malcolm Butler when the Patriots don't punt in the Super Bowl and Nick Foles is lighting up the secondary and you bench Malcolm Butler and you lose the Super Bowl. Didn't give him answers, just kept going in the press conference. But at all the Patriots drama, you know, out of all the, all the stuff we've heard recently, what if you could get the inside scoop and write a great column or a story and have all the information, which one of those three, these three stories would you like to have? The Flategate, the Malcolm Butler story, or how about the whole you know, love triangle between Belichick, Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, and Jimmy Garoppolo? Of those three stories, if they, if they took you aside and gave you all the information, which one would you write, like to write an article about? It's still deflate gate for me. I, I, I'm still convinced that, uh, that those balls were deflated on purpose, um, whether, and I, I believe it was a common practice. It has been for a long time. Um, I think we all know that the quarterbacks like uh, the ball. They all like it a little bit different. Tom <laughs> Brady's no different, but uh, he, he, went, uh, he went south of the rules on this one, and I think we all know it, and uh, I think the league believes it. That's why they stuck with the suspension, and I think everybody in that building knows about it, and everyone was uh, complicit in it. And I, that's the one I'd like to know. I'd like to know just how much of a cheater Tom Brady was, uh, whether you think it's a big deal or a small deal. Uh, bottom line is um, if, you, if you're going south of the rules, uh, you're, you're bending things that much, uh, you know what, you're, you're going to pay the price. And uh, I think Tom Brady's paid the price the way that he should. I'd like to know the facts. Oh. I'd like to see him admit it too. Wow. You're, you're a tough one, man. You know, I always was interested in the reaction of former quarterbacks because I, I covered both these guys and they had different takes. Mark Brunel said, you know, he should be punished. All of us don't do it. And then you had former Buck Brad Johnson who's like, I did it all the time. You know, I don't see really a big deal with it at all. My, my thing is with, with, with the whole deflate gate, I thought it was more of a lifetime achievement award. You had Spygate. You, you know, I covered the New Orleans Saints. You know, Sean Payton, you always heard rumors that Bounty Gate wasn't just Bounty Gate. It was other stuff going on within the organization. I sometimes think some of these small things are tipping points to bigger things. That's my conspiracy theory. But I like to know about the whole Garoppolo thing because they had a plan in place. It was like Steve Young, Joe Montana. There was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. That's the stuff that I would like to write about because there would be a lot of, I think, juicy tidbits and revealing things about Belichick and Tom Brady and, and how they feel about each other. All right, our last one, my friend. Three and out. It's third down. Okay, a lot of interesting personalities in the NFL. And for whatever reason, for a number of reasons, these three guys are all interesting. But if I'm not a big reality TV guy. And knowing you well, I know you're not either. But if you would watch a reality show and it had to be based on one of these three guys, which one would you want to be your protagonist, I guess? All right, you ready? Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr., Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, or Jameis Winston? <laughs> uh, it's got to be Gronk. It's, I mean, I'm staying away from Jameis. Yeah, right I'm now. staying away from Jameis. I don't want to know what Jameis is doing. All yeah, I don't need it. I don't. Uh, right now, that that doesn't look good. Um, you know, it, it's Gronk for sure. I mean, look, he's a party animal. He's, uh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's. We know he's in a lot of pain constantly. It's a fun guy. Uh, so where where does it come from? The desire to keep on playing and the pain he's in, um, and he's a you know the fact that he's just an entertaining guy off the field as well, uh, living the good life. Um, he's uh, he's a different cat, that's for sure. I, I, that would be the guy I'd want to see a reality TV show about. Uh, I think that would be pretty entertaining. 
God, I don't want to agree with you, my friend, but I got to agree with you. Gronk, reality TV. You know, I watched actually, my daughter had me watch this the other day. Uh, Jay Cutler's wife has this reality show on E! Entertainment, which is the an hour I really like to get back in my life <laughs> because I didn't want the wife. I wanted Jay Cutler. Give me Jay Cutler for an hour. I may watch it next week, but uh, <laughs> Jay Cutler making cameo roles. That's kind of how slow the summer's been and how glad I am football season is back. But uh, well, listen, my friend, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I think the next few podcasts, maybe we don't even mention Jameis Winston. We talk real Buccaneer football. What do you think? Hey, since he's not going to be playing for the team until, uh, you know, <laughs> four, week four at, at the earliest, why not? Although, you know, he'll play in the preseason a little bit, but uh, we'll get him. We'll get him. Exactly. Well, listen, uh, I know you're a busy man. I appreciate your time. We're going to try to get at least two of these a week during training camp. But uh, to hear the inside of Buccaneer, inside of Roy Cummings, who's spent over 20 years covering this football team on a day-to-day basis. We really value it, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me, my friend. All right. That's another edition of A Few Extra Bucks here on PeterPirates.com. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We'd like to thank our title sponsor, House of Brews in Lutz, Florida, and Sea Dog Brewing Company. Great locations in Treasure Island and Clearwater, Florida. Justin Thomas, our producer, back in our studios. You want to say hello? How's it going? Yeah, we love Justin Thomas. He's the one that makes all this work, not only from a podcast standpoint, but check out our video recap of the Bucks' uh, first day of training camp. We call it our kickoff special. A lot of stuff from Jameis Winston, Dirk Cutter, and we also had Jameis' teammates weigh in, Ali Marpet, Levante David, and Mike Evans as well. I'm Mike Neighbors for PeterPirates.com. This is another rendition of A Few Extra Bucks. We'll see you shortly. Thanks for listening.